are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans in NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Monday. And I've got a plan for today's show. We're going to talk a little bit about Zion, then the schedule, and then the training camp roster in the third segment. But I think the discussion on the schedule and some other things might go a little long. So we might push the training camp roster till tomorrow. But I want to be upfront that we're going to wing it a little bit in today's show because there's a lot kind of going on around all of this. The schedule release was on Friday for the first half of the season. That is exciting. We've seen it. So it's a little rough for the Pelicans. The Pels also had their first practice over the weekend. So I want to talk about Zion. Zion. I want to talk about the team and what they were working on in that first practice, and that's probably going to take up the majority of the show. But if there's time, we'll touch on the training camp roster. I also want to dive into not just the schedule, but the national media attention, not national media attention, national TV schedule for the Pelicans in this and why they're getting it. Even if maybe it feels a little bit undeserved and maybe you could share some of that love around. There's a reason why, and I think we're forgetting that, and probably people, probably not you all, Pelicans fans, need a reminder of that. So let's dive into it in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. So let's start with what's always going to be the biggest story for the Pels, and that's Zion Williamson. He had some media availability after the Pelicans' first practice on Sunday, and some things should get you pretty excited about this. Things should make you pretty happy because first and foremost, before we get anywhere else, Zion had no restrictions whatsoever in practice. He's got no restrictions going forward, and he seems very excited about this because, as he said, he loves playing basketball. I don't have the audio here for you. Um, and that he's so thrilled to be out there um, just playing basketball. He said, me and Coach Van Gundy talked, and from what I know, there are no restrictions, none. And he said, of course, I love to play basketball with no restrictions. Why wouldn't I love that when someone said, you seem to be very happy about that? That's encouraging. No restrictions, no bursts where he's only out there for six to eight minutes at a time. Just full-on unleashed Zion that is hopefully in good shape. And speaking of, you know, the shape, that's the question, right? No, it's, it's not so much his weight. I don't care about that. You can be a big player and be fine, right? It's about, is he in good conditioning shape? Well, the Pels had a conditioning test. And according to Stan Van Gundy, he said that Zion passed it easily. And even went on to say, and again, this could be kind of coming from the coach and all, all of that stuff. So, you know, take it for what it's worth. But Stan Van Gundy said that Zion and Nikhil Alexander-Walker probably exceeded their baseline scores on their conditioning test by the most of anyone else on the team. So they have what they think are kind of the target numbers, the expected numbers. And Zion came in above that. Same for Nikhil Alexander-Walker. So it gives you a good idea that Zion is hopefully going to be in tremendous shape. He didn't look good in the bubble and didn't look like himself going into the, you know, into the bubble, whether uh, who knows, I don't like speculating on that stuff. Who knows what went on there? Right. But that's all in the past. He's focusing on this season. And it seems like based on that, and we're not getting to view practice. We don't really get to see anything right now, given the COVID restrictions on everything that he's in as good of a shape as he could be. And in that practice, the Pelicans 
Massively worked on defense. It was a three-hour practice focused solely on defense. Zion, um, Brandon Ingram even kind of joked that he hasn't done this in a while. But given their play last season and how they still want to be a transition team and a lethal transition team, but you've got to do that by getting stops. So starting on defense, figuring out what they need to do, what their roles, their rules are, is going to be very important for them. So drilling that into them, and you heard J.J. Redick in his media availability a couple of days ago say, like, drill, drill, drill. This is not a laid back practice. These guys are out there working right now, which is good. They needed to do this, right? If this team wants to improve, it's less about them offensively. They'll be fine even if they're not efficient, but they need to get stops on the defensive side of the ball. And that's what they focused on in their first real practice. They played a lot of four on four. There's limitations. We don't need to go into all the COVID stuff, but it makes it somewhat difficult to do this. And so they played four on four. Josh Hart didn't really participate much. Uh, Willie Hernan Gomez wasn't in there as well. They're missing one or two other guys uh, also. So it's not quite the full on normal team activities that you would see, but it's the first day of the start of the new season for all intents and purposes. And Zion is in shape, it sounds like. Like, we should be thrilled about this. That's how you get him back to being that Duke player, the guy that everyone couldn't wait to see in the league. Not kind of the the minutes restriction, even though there weren't minutes restriction, burst restriction, whatever you want to call it. The guy was somewhat limited last season. This is Zion being allowed to do everything that Zion does. You should be thrilled. Everyone around the league should be thrilled. Maybe against, you know, maybe not teams that are in the Pelicans division. But if you're a fan of the NBA, this is a good thing. And that's going to tie into something we're going to get into the next segment, which gets into the national TV schedule. We'll touch on that first, and we'll kind of take a look at the Pelican schedule. Where is it easy? Where is it tough? It's more tougher than it is easy. Some key dates for you to watch for. And then if there's time in the third segment, we will also talk about the training camp roster. So coming up here on Locked on Pelicans, more on Zion, the Pelican schedule, and the national TV coverage that you're going to see. Before we get to that, today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. I spend my own money on this. I actually just reordered. It should come in a couple of days. I ordered um, for you, if you really want to know, the cookies and cream, caramel brownie, and the lemon almond cheesecake. I really want to try more of those flavors. They were really good. Built Bar, best tasting protein bar ever that I spend my own money on, and that's because they actually taste good. I eat a protein bar almost every single day, at least Monday through Friday. I'd like it to not be a miserable experience, to be perfectly honest, if I can make it a little bit more enjoyable. You know what? All the better. Built Bar does that and gives me everything I want out of these bars too. 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, or they have some that have 17 grams of protein and just 130 calories. So if you spend an hour running or on an exercise bike or something like that, you're not wasting all of that with a high calorie bar. You can still get all of the protein you need and low calories. So you're doing the best for your body. So go to builtbar.com, use promo code locked on. You're going to get 20% off your next order. That's promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. So coming up later in the week on Locked On Pelicans, probably tomorrow, we're going to break down the rotation, talk about the minutes that these guys are going to get. What are some of the roles going to be? All of that and more coming up this week on Locked On Pelicans. So Zion being healthy and in shape, and let's take it, at, you know, take everyone at their word with this, is a really exciting prospect for the league. This is a guy who brought so much hype coming in from his one year at Duke that we hadn't seen it since LeBron James. He was probably the most talented prospect coming in since Anthony Davis. And before that, it was LeBron James. Those are the two names that you put him with going into the league in terms of hype and talent. It's rare you kind of get something like that. 
And because of that, you saw the Pelicans on national TV, at least early on in the schedule, a bunch last year because people wanted to watch Zion. It's really as simple as that. And this is carried over now for the Pelican schedule that was released over the weekend on Friday and the 37 games that they're going to be playing, 36 games, whatever number it is, that they're going to be playing. This is... Of those 30, whatever games, 37 games, it's 19 of them are going to be on national TV in some form. Five of those is on, are on NBA TV. One is on uh, ABC. The rest are on ESPN and TNT. So basically, if you're not counting the NBA TV games, you've got 14 Pelicans games on national TV. This is a Zion thing. This is 100% a Zion thing because people want to watch him. And it comes in, uh, I saw criticism of it, and I, I normally don't care about this stuff because, like, what's it matter, right? They're on. I don't really care what random people say about the league's ratings and all of that. This is what the league wants to do. And people are saying that maybe the Pelicans aren't deserving of this. And you know what? You're probably not wrong, but deserve doesn't matter in this at all. So the people who say that, yeah, you're, you're, you're not wrong. But I don't give a shit. It doesn't matter whatsoever because deserve isn't a factor in this. The TV schedule and the the national TV games are about ratings, which we're hurting as all sports are right now. So you should probably put your most marketable guys on there and the players and teams that people want to see the most. And I'm sorry to John Morant and I'm sorry to the rest of the Atlanta Hawks, two teams that I want to see more of. Sure. But you know what? More people want to watch Zion than they want to watch John ja Morant. Was John ja Morant the number one overall pick? Yes, he won Rookie of the Year, deservedly so. Is he more popular than Zion? No, he's not. And that's what this is. It's more of a popularity contest. And Zion is more popular. That Atlanta Hawks team, I love Trey Young. Trey Young is one of my favorite players to watch in the league. They're going to be intriguing. They got a lot of new guys on there. They should make some noise in the East. They're not as popular as Zion. Trey Young, not as popular as Zion. It's really as simple as that. So in terms of pure on-court results, maybe the Pelicans don't deserve it as much as those teams or some of those other, you know, those other players do, but it's not about that. They're deserving to be on national TV because national TV is about ratings. And the Pelicans are going to give you that more so than the Atlanta Hawks and the Memphis Grizzlies. It's just a fact. You can't get upset over something like that. I'm sorry that your player isn't as popular as the one here in New Orleans. But that's what this is. You know, a lot of people didn't get to see Zion Williamson last year because he was hurt and not playing. So if you had all of those national TV games to start the year where he wasn't playing, you want to probably get another crack at that. And you're going to put Zion front and center as they are doing. And it sounds like he's healthy. It sounds like he's in shape. And that's going to make for much better TV than whatever the Atlanta Hawks are doing. Maybe the game won't be as competitive, and that's fine, but people want to see Zion throw down dunks and do exciting things, and he's certainly capable of doing that no matter what the scores or how the game is going. So from that perspective, the Pelicans are completely deserving to be on national TV because that's also the only thing that matters here. Ratings, more money for the league, that's what this is about. So no, sorry. I don't think the Hawks need to be on there more. I don't know if John Morant needs to be on there more. You know, you, you could get into this that maybe you want to highlight some of those guys to kind of generate healthy interest around the league. It's fine. That, that happens. That's what the highlights and everything are for. I don't think this is a, even a knock on those guys. It's just they're not as popular as Zion is. Sorry. Like, I, I don't know what else to say that this is. I saw it, you know, a, a, on social media and people were tagging me jokingly in things. I see you, Justin. Um, and that's okay. 
So it, it's not a big deal overall, but it's cool that there's still a lot of hype around Zion. And look, if the league didn't think that Zion was going to bring in ratings, he wouldn't be on there. So when people are like, oh, the hype wore off around Zion, it, it probably didn't because I bet you the league has better data than your anecdotal evidence does or your just random Twitter thoughts do, even if you have 20,000 plus followers. You don't have the data that the league does on the ratings and all of that. And if you look at some of the ratings when it came to Zion, you know what? They were still pretty high. So overall, this is probably best for the league. And that's what they're going to do. And that's why you're seeing Zion on national TV more than John Morant, more than the Atlanta Hawks, and more than some of these other teams. So schedule, we'll actually get into in the next segment now. Toughest stretches, most important games, all of that stuff from what's been released. We're going to break that down coming up here on Locked On Pelicans. So the wait is almost over. The 2021 NBA season is almost here, and the Locked On NBA podcast will get you ready with a special week of shows beginning December 14th. Get previews of every team, division by division, including the pals from all 30 of our Locked On local experts, including me, plus waiver wire additions from Locked On Fantasy Basketball, rookies to watch from Chad Ford, the GOAT, and predictions on each division from the Rejecting the Screen podcast. Subscribe to Locked On NBA wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so that was my rant about the schedule. So I guess it's time to actually look at the schedule. We got the beginning part of the Pelican season, and it's a little rough. You got 37 games, and look, this season's going to be weird due to COVID anyway, and the travel and some restrictions around it, and the league's just trying to do kind of the best they can. It's already a truncated year. And in the Western Conference, where every team improved, I think, you know, in every team you could almost make a claim for to be one of the 10 best in that conference and to get into the playoffs or even the eight best, like it's going to be rough. So we, if you were thinking the Pelicans were going to get an easy schedule, that's on you because it was going to be hard no matter what. They have some very cool things here though, but to start off the Pelicans play their first four, four out of their first five on the road. It's not an easy way to integrate yourself into a new season, starting with Toronto, then Miami on Christmas day, San Antonio at home, Phoenix, who's improved in Oklahoma city, Oklahoma city at least i've seen people be like oh yeah you know for the first fives against the playoff teams from you know last year almost not quite um san antonio didn't get in and oklahoma city while in is a very different team than last year still not easy toronto miami is still going to be tough um so they get off to kind of that rough start then they get four at home before having a seven game road trip starting on january 11th and then going through january 23rd against minnesota i, I think i might have seen jim eichenhofer tweet it out and i'll check and see if I can ask him too. might be the longest road trip in team history, both in terms of number of games and um, dates that they're gone. That's basically like a full two weeks on the road. And that can be a little bit rough. I don't think seven game road trip normally would like scare me um, or anything like that kind of, you know, in this season, because I don't think home court advantage is going to be nearly the same when you know, you don't really have fans. Some some arenas, will, uh, stadiums will not have fans in. They play the Lakers twice in a back to back um, in back to back games. There, Lakers and then Clippers. Like I don't expect the Staples Center to have any fans in it for those games. Is it the same home court advantage without that? It is to a degree because the Lakers get to sleep at home, the Clippers get to sleep at home, or San Diego if you're Kawhi Leonard. And see what I did there. And so I don't know if it's going to be exactly the same, but basically two weeks on the road is a lot. 
And I think that can take a lot out of a team and maybe not have them play their best basketball. They then follow that up with a six-game home stretch. So that's kind of needed and nice, but it's against pretty tough teams. You get Milwaukee. You've got Houston in there. Sacramento and Phoenix. Those are going to be competitive. Don't know what to make of the Wizards just yet, but Russell Westbrook's there. And then you get San Antonio on the front end of it. Um, so that gets a little bit rough. So... Then it gets interesting because the teams, they start to play get a little bit easier, but that's where you start to see the back-to-backs really come in play for New Orleans. They have one on uh, February 5th and 6th, then the 9th and 10th. You also see it um, later on in March on the 3rd and 4th. So they don't have a ton of back-to-backs in the beginning part of the year, and I think the league wants to ease teams in, but then it does start to pick up. You also see it on January 29th and 30th. So all of a sudden, you go from having no back-to-backs basically in the first quarter now of the season to the second quarter of the season having a bunch. And that's where I think things can get a little bit dicey and things become a little bit harder. So even though they have some of those games in there that seem easier, it comes into play where it's like, oh man, they're not going to have a rest advantage against this other team. And that is definitely not going to be a good thing. It was always going to be weird though, right? Like it's always going to be a weird schedule and you just got to kind of roll with it. It's going to be tough. It means this team's going to be battle tested if they're winning. I think what you're looking for through the schedule is for the team to be about 500. The second half that will be released later on should be easier than this. And then they can maybe make a playoff push and you only need to get 10 in the to get into the playoffs potentially this year. So New Orleans, I think if you can tread water and be 500 basketball, you'll be okay or at least you'll be in a good spot. Not a great spot, but a good spot. And Sam Van Gundy said, you know, at the start of this um, training camp that they're getting into now that the Pelicans won't have everything in their bag to start the year, but they'll be ready to play. If they're competing nightly, even if they're losing, I'm going to be happy with that. Again, it's weird year. I have no expectations or what to expect or what's going to happen. So if they can play about 500, which would be being competitive basically every single night, I think this team is going to be in a really good spot. As for some key games to watch other than Christmas Day, we've got some really fun ones on this Pelican schedule. Obviously, I'm sure all eyes were going to be on the Lakers game on January 15th as they take on Anthony Davis and the title-winning Lakers. That game is on ESPN, I believe, um, or TNT. I don't have it here in front of me. National TV game there. That's going to be great. Playing Utah on the 19th and 21st is going to be interesting too. They battled with that team this season. At home, on the road, and in the bubble, it was a battle every night. That's maybe a good litmus test to see kind of where the Pelicans are. They should lose to the Lakers, but if you can beat Utah twice, that looks pretty good to me about where this team kind of stands, I think, against others. I'm also, I think what's going to be really fun is the January 8th game at home against Charlotte. The Ball brothers taking on each other, um, which should be a whole lot of fun as well. Some other key games to keep an eye on. Milwaukee on January 29th, the return of Drew Holiday. I think there are going to be fans in the arena in some capacity. I don't know how many, how the Pelicans are exactly going to do this, but I expect fans to be there. It's going to be weird not to welcome Drew back with with a fully sold-out Smoothie King Center and give him the standing ovation that he truly deserves from his time here in New Orleans. But no matter what, that's going to be a special game. If, if New Orleans is even competitive in that one, I think I'm going to be pretty happy overall, I think, because Milwaukee gave them a lot of trouble last year with the length of that team, and they've only gotten a little bit better now. 
So there you go. The schedule breakdown. Let me know on Twitter at Nola Jake what your what game you're looking most forward to. I think it's going to be a fun uh, start to the year. I can't wait. This is coming in like two weeks, basically. So get ready for the NBA season to to be here before we even know it. All right, that's going to do it for today's show. Thank you all for listening. Big thank you to Built Bar for sponsoring today's show. Go check them out at builtbar.com. Use promo code Locked On for twenty percent off your next order. As always, I'm your host Jake Madison at Nola Jake on Twitter, and I'll be back with you all tomorrow tomorrow.